evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the November 26, 2017 edition of Season 5 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome back to The Court Report. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things the Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page on Facebook. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. And you can also follow me, friend me on Instagram. You know, get me involved in the loop there. Get involved in my loop. Because if I don't know about it, we cannot talk about it. Again, my Instagram name, at NSN Court Report. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade. And if you've won a championship within that time period, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official, analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week right here. Welcome back, everyone, to The Court Report, an action-packed week this week. I hope everyone had an absolutely amazing Thanksgiving. Generally, we would take time to uh, reflect on what Thanksgiving means to us and things that we are thankful for, but a lot to do this week, not much time at all. It was a short week, yes, but this week I had the opportunity to sit down and have an interview with TABC Varsity Hockey Head Coach and Director of Hockey Operations, Mo Fuchs. Mo and I ran through the first quarter in JV and Varsity Hockey. You know, Mo generally comes on as our preview guy for hockey this year not able to do it because of scheduling um again week coming up is action-packed last week uh also a little bit of the same not as many games but still very important games this week coming up though we'll start sifting out the contenders from the pretenders so next week's show is going to be a really interesting one recapping what happens this week i know it's only the end of november but we're already going to start talking about playoffs especially in a league like jv basketball which is already nearly at the halfway point of their season. We have a lot to discuss. Hopefully we'll get around to it, to discussing uh, things in hockey, like uh, repeat of JV and varsity semifinals and championships and JV basketball, where Hafter is just ripping it up at the top of the East. Uh, between now and Hanukkah, a lot of really big games all across the board, and uh, in two weeks' time, we should have a better, clearer picture of what will happen in the MYHSAL postseasons. Again, not much time, so let's just jump right into it. We're going to start off with basketball. We're going to start off with boys basketball, work our way around to girls after hockey. Starting out in boys varsity basketball, a couple of games on the week. I think there are only eight games on the week, three in the east, five in the west. So we'll start out in the east, where Rambam has gained the top spot back at 5-1 and one after defeating Hank 50-44, to 44, jumping ahead of DRS. DRS at 4-0 and 0 now after a 58-36 to 36 win over Hafter. Hafter drops 2-1 and 4 uh, down near the bottom of the East. The other game on the week, a 77-44 to 44 win by Megan David 
over Shari Torah, American David, staying uh, undefeated at 3-0. Steve Mizrahi, 13 points, 11 rebounds for the Warriors for Magan David players with 12 points. Simon Aronoff with the game high of 16 for Shari Torah in the loss. So, as we said, Rambam at the top of the leaderboard at 5-1, DRS at 4-0. YDE at three and one, Megan David at three. Uh, sorry, Megan David at three and zero. YDE at three and one, Flatbush at three and two. Hank behind them at five hundred because of the loss at two and two. North Shore behind at two and three. Shari Torah and Hafter each tied at one and four, and Derek Torah and Solomon Schechter at zero and six. Moving out to the West, big week for big man Gabe Plotzker of Kushner. Kushner takes two wins on the week to jump over 500 with a record of 3-2. and two. Their first game, 62-50 to 50 win over Hillel Plotzker with a stellar night, two blocks shy of a triple-double, gaining a double-double with 23 points, 14 rebounds, and eight blocked shots. Last night against MTA, another double-double, 15 points and 10 rebounds. Kushner's 42-40 win over MTA. MTA drops to 1-2. Three with the loss. Also on the week, TABC losing to Heschel, 59 to 55. So Heschel uh, staying at the top spot at five and zero, oh. coming in right behind them at four and zero. Oh. Frisch after an 85 to 55 drubbing, drubbing of Ramaz. The Jacks were at it again. Jack Stepner scoring 19. Jack Levine dropping 13 for Frisch in the victory. Only other game on the week. Heschel taking the other win over JEC 86-48 to move up to 5-0. and At the leaderboard, Heschel's 5-0, and Frisch at 4-0, and Waterbury at 4-3, and taking uh, themselves out of the top spot without having played a game because of Heschel's five wins. And then you have three teams with three wins, SAR at 3-0, and still undefeated, TABC now at 3-2, and Kushner moving up to 3-2, and Ramaz slightly behind them at 2-3, and MTA and Hillel each with one win, MTA at 1-3, and Hillel at 1-5, and and JEC at 0-3. Looking at the week ahead, uh, Kushner and MTA will uh, play the uh, opposite of this of their game from last night. Tomorrow night as part of a massive Monday night. YDE will host North Shore. Ramaz will host Hillel. Megan David hosting Solomon Schechter. Derek Hattori and Hafter will face. DRS will face Flatbush on Tuesday, as well as MTA Frisch. MTA taking a quick turnaround for their third game in four nights. Shari Tora will host Rambam. Wednesday night, just one game on the docket. TABC hosting JEC. Thursday night will see a slew of games. SAR hosting Waterbury at the top of the West. Frisch hosting Kushner. Thursday, also YDE Rambam, TABC DRS, and Erechatora Megan David. Saturday night, DRS will host North Shore and JEC hosting MTA. Moving over to JV Basketball now. Seven games on the week, four in the East, three in the West. In the East, Hafter and Sharitora remain undefeated. Hafter at 6-0 with a 62-45 win over DRS Sharitora, staying undefeated at 2-0 with a 66-49 win over Flatbush. Also taking wins on the week, YDE moved into second place at 3-2 with a 50-32 win also over Flatbush. So Flatbush going 0-2 on the week to drop themselves to 2-5. Low and other game on the week, Hank of 59-47 win 
over Rambam to push themselves up to 500. The East standings look like this. Hafter at 6-0, YDE at 3-2, Shari Torah at 2-0, DRS and Megan David at 2-1, North Shore at 2-2 along with Hank, and Flatbush at 2-5, Rambam and Ezra run out the division, Rambam at 1-4, Ezra at 0-5. Over in the West, MTA taking two wins on the week, defeating Westchester and Kushner, and in the other game, JEC stays undefeated with a 46-33 win over Heschel. The win over Heschel catapulted JEC over Heschel. David Rosazada, 13 points, 18 rebounds, one of two JEC team members to post a double-double. Yosef Sandler, also 11 points and 12 boards. At the West uh, Standings board, TABC at the top at 4-0, SAR at 4-1. I believe these two teams will meet up this week. Frisch and JEC now at 3-0, Heschel at 3-3, MTA jumps to 2-1, Kushner and Ramaz also with two wins, Kushner at 2-2 after their loss, and Ramaz at 2-3. Hillel at 1-2, Maor at 0-5, and Westchester rounding it out at 0-6. Up on the week ahead. Maor will host JEC on Monday night. On Tuesday, uh, we'll see four games. Shari Torah hosting Rambam, MTA hosting Frisch, DRS hosting Flatbush, and as I mentioned, SAR and TABC doing battle. Thursday night, we'll see Frisch hosting Kushner, and Saturday night, we'll have DRS hosting North Shore. Okay, now that we have finished boys JV and varsity basketball, we will get back to the top 25 next week for boys varsity basketball. Right now, we're moving over to hockey to uh, my conversation with TABC varsity hockey head coach and director of hockey operations, Mo Fuchs. As you know, Mo usually comes on with us before the season to preview, but because of scheduling issues this year, it's a uh, recap that we're going to be doing for the first quarter and uh, look ahead to the next half of the season. Um, So uh, sit back, enjoy, and here's what transpired this past Thursday when we chatted. With me on the phone now is head coach Mo Fuchs. Coach Fuchs is the head coach of the varsity hockey team and the director of hockey operations at TABC. Welcome back, Mo. Hey, how's it going there, Elliot? Happy Thanksgiving. You too, Mo. For those unfamiliar, Mo usually joins us to preview the JV and varsity hockey season, but due to show scheduling conflicts, we were unable to do so this year. So Mo joins us now a quarter of the way. We could say a quarter of the way through the season. Am I right? Mostly between a quarter and a half? Yeah, it's about right. First off, congratulations on your win on Saturday night. For those who were unable to listen last Sunday or to the encore on Tuesday night, TABC going into SAR, knocking off this thing in overtime. Tell us a bit about that game, Mo. You know, listen, SAR, I say all the time, is the hardest place to play in the league, and they were destroying every team they played and averaging 10 goals a game. We knew this was going to be a very difficult game, and it was, but it was a very well-played game. I was really, really impressed with my team and their ability to sort of shut down the SAR vaunted offense that they bring to the table. I mean, they have so many star players. It just told me a lot about our team, how far they've come in these few years from a team that two years ago this group didn't win a playoff game. Uh, going into last season, I'd never won a playoff game, and then we took a couple of big playoff games last year and gave Frisch a really tight game in the semis, and now hopefully we're taking that next leap forward. Uh, it showed Saturday night. 
Over the summer and throughout the preseason, the big question was over several major moves by big-name players, such as Zach Finkelman leaving Rombaum to go to DRS, Elon Goldberg heading to uh, Hafter from DRS to join Brother Oren, and your team picking up Natanel Kramer from JEC. What impact has Natanel had on your team? Well, first of all, obviously, besides being a great kid and just a guy who seamlessly fits in from a chemistry perspective, he's brought an incredible amount of depth into our defense. I mean, he's just, you know, what he's done is by being a top four defenseman, he's now made, let's say, the guy who would have been four, five, and five, six, and it just deepens your team, as well as uh, very impressed with his speed and smarts. I mean, he played a fantastic game in S. SAR the other night using speed and smarts to shut down a lot of SAR's attack. What has really impressed me is that I always viewed him as more of an offensive type player. So far, I've been more impressed with his ability to play defense than even per se bring the offensive side, which I knew was there. So it's it's really been a, a great pickup for us in that he gets along great with all the guys. And that's something that's so important because I think our team chemistry is something that's playing in our favor right now. Now, you can choose to plead the fifth on this question. Obviously, the decision worked. The decision to start your third-line offense, a great combination of the Ellie's Schiff, and Spinowitz. Can you take us a little bit behind that decision, heading into a three-on-three overtime against uh, arguably the top team in the West or the league? Yeah, I'm not going to plead the fifth. It was a very simple process. I mean, besides the fact that all of the parents on my team were ready to, were ready to fry me for the decision which is pretty funny, but you can't coach that way if you're thinking about what everybody else is worried about when they're not really within the action. Ellie Ship and Ellie Spinowitz are something to behold when it comes to the way they understand where each other are. Here are kids who played together now going on their third year as line mates. They're incredibly fast, and we ended the game the last two minutes of regulation with SAR and TAVC playing the same four players in those two minutes. And I just felt like SAR would probably come out with three of those four. They came out with two of the four. And I wanted to go with not only fresh legs, but incredibly fast legs. And I told them, listen, you're going to be going out against tired players and speed is your asset. And they cashed in the winning goal 22 seconds in. 2-1 overtime victory. Well, your win throws a bit of a monkey wrench into my next question. I'm going to put the screws to you early. Last year when we talked about favorites, you put your money squarely on SAR. As we saw, SAR finished second in the West, lost to eventual champion DRS in the semifinal. The Sting do retain the vast majority of last year's players, including Shua Friedman, Jason Burian, Henry, and Gordy Kolb. Are you prepared to double down on them, or are you placing your money somewhere else this year? Well, I still rate them the top in in our conference. I mean, that's a great win. The only way I would take that away at all. I mean, look, they've got some very difficult games coming up. Although they dismantled Frisch in Frisch earlier this year, they do get Frisch again next week in SAR, and then they go out to DRS, and then they come to us. So I think, you know, it's the type of thing, when I look at SAR, they have incredible talent. I mean, their star power at the top, like you said, Gordy and, and uh, Shua Friedman is a monster, is a player. Jason Burian, I mean, these are these are tremendous players. I mean, I say all the time, in all my years of coaching, Jason Burian is one of the most fundamentally sound players I've ever seen. He just does not make mistakes. 
Well, I'm going to jump on two things that you just said and springboard off of them. You talked about the Frisch and SAR game a few weeks ago where Frisch hosted SAR, and except for some window dressing in the third period, they were pretty much run out of their own building. Other than that game, though, Frisch hasn't given up a goal. What can we expect from the Cougars this year, a team that two years ago went to the JV Finals? Well, once again, it's I think you know, you've know you got – incredibly talented players and guys like Maury Bauer and Joe Tropp and and they brought you know the junior defensive line of Bloom and Levine these are kids who really know how to play you've got two excellent goaltenders there's a lot of talent at the top of that team Benji Feintuck also is back playing this year for the team so there's a lot of talent you know the problem is when you when you still look at the top the top is BRS, and that's the team to knock off. And I think for Frisch and SAR, if they all don't get on the same page from a team perspective, it's going to be awfully hard to think that you can knock off BRS. And that's why I'm so interested to see in the next week to 10 days, we're looking at DRS is playing both Frisch and SAR. So those are going to be interesting games to see. I do know that DRS will be missing arguably their best defenseman, Jason Shywitz. The, for those games, he'll be in Israel, but I'm very interested to see the results of those games. And if DRS does, let's say, win those games, Frisch and SAR, how are they going to react? You know, Elliot, all the teams in our division have to be really careful because MPA is going to get to 10 wins, but maybe that's on a, a different question you have. I want to just look ahead to the schedule, just way we can give everybody a sense of when the three teams are playing. Frisch and SAR play each other Monday night, then each will face DRS over the week, DRS hosting SAR on Thursday, and Frisch hosting DRS on Saturday night. I think you've done a very good job of laying the landscape of the Varsity League, depending on the outcome of those games. I want to scroll down the division a little bit. Of the five remaining teams with a win, at least two or three have a shot to make the playoffs. MTA, which you mentioned, Kushner, JEC, Hillel, and Ramaz. You've already mentioned MTA, so I'll take that out of the equation. Of the four remaining teams, which team do you think has the best shot at making the playoffs, and which may not? I thought highly of Ramaz coming in, but they've really struggled... I didn't think as highly of Kushner, and yet lately they seem to have banded together and strung a few wins together. It's hard to say exactly where those teams are are going. Again, outside of MTA, who's going to finish either three or four probably within the division, I'm not sure that any of those teams will be capable even of making the playoffs and then winning that first-round game. Well, just backtracking to MTA, MTA at the top of the West, uh, undefeated right now with your team. MTA at 5-0, TABC at 4-0. Granted, MTA's competition to start off has not been that stiff. They've defeated YDE, Hillel, Westchester, JEC, most recently Ramaz. Now, is, I mean, you've somewhat answered this by telling us that you feel that they're going to pick up another five wins, but is this... Is this mostly this start mostly a case of good scheduling, uh, or are they a real contender? I can't answer the real contender question. They do have a few, you know, very good players, but even their coach Yoni Stone admits that the schedule has been their biggest friend. So they, based on last year's record, you know, drew a very easy schedule. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. I 
you know, I don't know enough about Flatbush, but it'll, I'll be interested to see when they play Flatbush, how that goes. Um, I'm actually then, I'm actually refing that game on Thursday night. Well, there you go. So you'll see firsthand. I'm interested to see what happens there. You know, the real proof will be when they play, you know, SAR, Frisch, and TVC to see whether they're really at the top of the division. But again, they could sneak to at least the three spot just based on their schedule because their schedule reads that they should win 10 games, you know, based on what they have. And then the question becomes, are they better than that? And can they beat any of the teams that were viewed as the top-tier teams in the division coming in? All right, so let's move over to the East for a bit. Mo, now you and I are going to switch hats for a little bit, as I've had the chance to coach in the division for a few years, and this year having officiated several games, seeing most teams play. So discussing JV and Varsity East, I'll be the one to take the hot seat. Okay, well, that being said, on the uh, Varsity East, Elliot, obviously there isn't much to talk about when it comes to DRS. They've been the prohibitive favorite. You know, Jakey Friedman is is trying to immerse himself into the discussion of being one of the top three goalies of all time, which, again, he would have to win this year for me to say he, he tops out in the top three. But he's right there. He's probably one of the nicest of all time, that's for sure. But they're a very deep team. They're a very good team. They're clearly the favorite. I don't know that they're going to play many competitive games throughout the season. Uh, it looks like the only games theoretically that are competitive to them are they're playing SAR Frisch and half to twice. And those may be the only competitive games. But Elliot, let me turn to you. What do we make of half there? Where are they? Where do they stack up? And do they have the ability to go far? down the road. Well, Hafter's a team that right now is clicking on all cylinders. They have Jacob Kramer, Abraham Goldman, Ben Horowitz and Ned, and the team is only going to get better. Right now, the team is sitting undefeated at, uh, I believe it's 3-0. and Let me check. Yeah, 3-0. and um, I was able to ref one of their games. They played Hank, played a very solid game throughout. The truth is the team is only going to get better because right now Elon Goldberg is on the shelf for a couple of weeks. So when he gets back from injury, that defense is only going to get better. And Horowitz has been phenomenal in net to this point also. Uh, you're right. They are right now the biggest competition. And really in the East, I think the only competition that DRS has. I think that Hafter uh, probably is the only one with the speed to keep up with the DRS defense and to probably give the DRS defense fits. They're a they're a physical team, and that'll also play to their positive, more play to their strengths when they have to play with DRS in half during that new gym. It's a smaller gym. It's a it's not as wide. It's not as wide as, as a DRS or as they're used to. So it's going to be a lot of tight corners, and the ability to be physical is going to is going to work out in 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 the favor you know to favor whichever team is. It's going to work. It's going to favor whichever team is more physical in the long run. And it's a quasi ring, correct? Well, not really. It it really is four corners. It's a box. They've they've used uh, they brought in the the rink boards, the plastic boards. And they essentially made um, they made a, a rectangle. It, it's somewhat in the nature of the old Hafter gym. It probably is as wide as the old Hafter gym, but it's I think it's a little I think it runs a little shorter lengthwise. Listen, I think when they play DRS, you know those games are always tight. Those rivalry games, Hafter DRS, 
sort of like when, you know, I'll play Frisch. The games are generally tight depending on, no matter who really is, is the better team, they're generally tighter games and there's a lot more emotion flowing and certainly in the stands and on the court. So I do see half they're giving DRS tough games when they play them. The question is, are they good enough to, to play there at the top and I, I don't know who Hafter's second crossover game besides playing in TABC. Maybe it's against Frisch, hosting Frisch. Do you know that offhand? Hafter's second crossover game is Frisch. Okay, so I think those are good measuring sticks. The two games, you know, Frisch and TABC are going to be a good measuring stick for Hafter and to see whether they are, you know, right there in the top tier or not. I think that that's what we're going to see because... I do expect them to play close games with DRS only because traditionally when those teams get together, those games are are close and physical and heated. Now, I mean, there are other teams in the East that have gotten off to some surprising starts as well that might want to poke themselves in the mix. Rambam and Solomon Schechter, uh, to name a few. Rambam right now started off the year extremely hot. Rambam is right behind DRS at 4-1. and I do see, though, that it's funny, Rom, I'm getting off to such a good start despite all they've lost within the last year. Last year, losing Kobe Cohen midway through the season, Zach Finkelman in the offseason, and the team really shooting out of the gate, taking a big win over Ramaz, but getting hammered by SAR last week. I sort of see Rombaum as my team in the East that might regress you know, to the mean down the back stretch. Their schedule down the back end is... A little harder. They got DRS twice. They got Hafter twice. DR, uh, most notably, they played DRS on Monday night to start that stretch off. They'll still have some good games that are in their favor to win. YDE, Solomon Schechter, Flappa, Share Torah, maybe Hank. But Rambam jumped out on some uh, on some teams that that they should that they should have beaten, and then taking a nice win over Ramaz. Rambam may be my one team in the East, the surprise team, that might regress a bit down the backstretch. The... I think Rambam showed you their colors or lack of ability to compete at the top, going to SAR, really getting smoked. I agree with you, this definite regression there. I think they still have half their twice and DRS twice, so I, I think there could be real regression. But there are two teams that intrigue me in the East that I just don't know enough about. I mean, I look at Hank and I see certain names and things, talent level there, and, and they seem to have gotten off to a disappointing start. And then there's Flatbush that I just don't know enough about. But yet every year they seem to find a way to sort of be in the mix, but I don't know enough about them. And maybe you can tell me a bit about them. Well, it's actually funny you bring up those two teams. Hank and Flatbush faced this past Tuesday night. Hank dominating Flatbush 10-3. I also had the chance to ref that game. For Hank, their their disappointing start, absolutely. Um, I think for them, though, a real product of, I guess, just gelling and then, then I guess, just a little bit of bad scheduling. I mean, they faced DRS and Hafter within their first three games, and obviously a surprise loss to North Shore, a close win over JEC, much too close for comfort for them. 
But the truth is, I, I think that this is where the, tor- the corner t- sort of turns for Hank because of the schedule that they have. They end up getting Flappish again on their schedule. They will have North Shore again at home. They'll have Shari Torah, Megan David, YDE, Solomon Schechter, Rambam. This team still has the chance to hit 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 wins. The possibility of 10 wins is still there for them. Their toughest uh, games from here on out are DRS again and TABC. So, again, I think that 10 wins for this Hank team, despite that start, is not out of the question. For Flatbush, it, it may be a bit of a uh, bit of the same. Flatbush had wins over YDE, North Shore, Shari Tor, but I think they really showed themselves in that overtime loss to Mag and David. That there is... There is goodness in Flatbush, but I just don't know whether or not there's enough there to win bigger games down the stretch. Now, they'll have MTA this week, so they'll face tough competition there. They still have to match up with DRS, Rambam, Hafter twice, and Hank again. But starting out at 3-1-1, and I'm just not sure whether or not they'll be able to get over the hump. In my mind, Flatbush is one of three or four teams fighting for the last two or you know the last two potentially three playoff spots in the division and uh, I think that they're going to face some stiff competition against the teams around them most notably Brooklyn teams down the back stretch now they did get a couple of players back this week Murray Dweck returning to the team but until Saul Laniato comes back in net which may be towards the way end of the year Flatbush is skating on thin ice I would say so it really sounds like what you're saying is right now Hank is is clearly the third best team in the division because they are more talented than Rambam and more talented than Flatbush and North Shore and Solomon Schechter and YD and Shari Torah and they could get to 10 wins or more and could theoretically be a thorn in a 3-2 crossover game in the playoffs. Which, again, the 3-2 game would take them to either TABC Frisch or SAR. I'm not going to say that they're going to be a thorn in a crossover game. I still think that that Hank, when matched up against several of the Western teams, still comes up a bit lacking. And I think that that comparison with JEC, the fact that they only beat JEC 3-2, to two, shows very well where they would stack up when this team crosses over. I do feel, though, I do agree with you that they are probably the third best team. Despite that loss to North Shore, I think that that game, um, I think that when that game comes back around to being in Hank, Hank will have the upper hand in that one. And yeah, Hank is still my three seed. Um, Again, this Hank team two years ago, the team that that went to the semifinals as a JV group. So there's still a lot of talent. It'll be interesting to see Hank Hank and Rambam play. That's that's always a fun game, and I'm interested to see what happens when those two teams get together in Hank. Well, it's certainly going to play itself out, that's for sure, over the course of the next few months. But exciting times ahead. I do want to make one mention, though, because I and I, I, I mentioned the team before because it's a team that I, I think is going to going to make a surprising. Uh, I'm not going to say run, but definitely off to a surprising to a surprising start. And the fact that the schedule really does give them a shot at making some waves. Solomon Schechter starting out their season two one zero and one, taking a big win over Kushner last week and uh, losing to North Shore in overtime this week. Solomon Schechter, uh, along with Hank, quite possibly 
the the best setup for making a playoff run. Salman Schechter has Shari Toro one more time. They already beat them 10 nothing. They got YDE twice. They'll face North Shore. Then they have the usual Flappish, uh, Rambam, Hank, Hafter. But they also have Westchester still and Mag and David. This team can conceivably hit the 8-9 win mark and make another uh, playoff appearance. So I, I'm very interested to see where Solomon Schechter puts themselves towards the uh, middle part of the season. Because if they if they turn the calendar with six, you know, five, six wins, they can conceivably jump into a potentially even a five, not only talking about a six seed. Let's jump out to JV for a few minutes. Out in the West, we have a logjam at this point with five teams within three points of each other. Kushner has seven, SAR with six, jumping over MTA at five after throttling them in MTA this week, and TABC and JEC at four. We haven't even mentioned defending champion Frisch in that, who's only played one game so far. It's very hard to parse out who is the real deal. One would need to start with Frisch and TABC, I guess, and work their way down, I assume. How do you see it? Well, that's what we thought, certainly coming in. I mean, there was a lot of thought as to Frisch and TABC being at the top, not knowing exactly what SAR is, and knowing that Kushner again, could be a thorn with all of their freshmen, per se, but their year is really, you figure next year, this is their bonus year. Do you, Can you see Kushner be making a dark horse run, maybe sort of like what SAR did with all their freshmen three years ago? I mean, you remember, you remember back to that freshman class, that JV team three years ago only had, I think it was three sophomores, and Kushner very much in the same boat with three very integral sophomores in Josh Lando and Drew Rabinowitz. I shouldn't say three, but with integral sophomores Josh Lando, Drew Rabinowitz, along with that that class, that massive freshman class that blew away all the competition last year in junior high. Elliot, I think this is going to be Kushner's best team ever as they go forward. But again, I still think even though a couple of those key sophomores, they disappear next year, when all those freshmen are sophomores, they'll be a what we'll call a championship contender to start. I'm not sure they're quite at that level yet, but they could really surprise people if they are not taken seriously i don't think that their top end talent is as high as that sar team was but they are probably deeper than that sar team was so it's an interesting thing to watch going forward they did have a bad tie earlier this year and you just wonder when you have a mostly freshman team if sometimes in a big spot they just won't be a clunker Frisch and TABC, how do these two teams stack up with each other? Well, certainly a good question. I mean, Frisch is pretty loaded in the uh, front and back end. The biggest question for Frisch coming in is their goaltending, being Evan Solomon. Great kid. We got to see if he can handle the big moment and the big spot. And as far as TABC, I mean, TABC had probably the best incoming freshman class as a whole coupled with the sophomores they have and Charles Gibber, who, you know, showed in, in, in Camp David that he could play on a varsity level, let alone on the JV level. So, you know, certainly I believe TEBC going into any game probably has an edge in goaltending on any team in the league. And then the question would come down to, can they score enough? And so far to start the year, they're certainly doing that. You know, using a, a mix of last year's freshmen, this year's sophomores, along with the very deep, talented group of freshmen they brought in this year. 
Now, making a surprising start to the year, as we said, as you you alluded to Kushner's tie earlier, MTA going 2-1-1 one, and one in their first four games, but since trailed off with two losses to TABC and SAR. Do you think this is a sign of regression for MTA, or does the fact that they played JEC twice and Ramaz mean that the Lions still have a shot at a crowded playoff field? Well, they could, well, they could perhaps sneak in, but I don't think so. I mean... MTA, the goaltender, is fantastic, and after that, the team is has shown itself to be very weak in all of their games. So I just don't see them having enough with only what four teams making it in JV. Yep. Yeah, I just don't see them having enough to, in the end, beat out Kushner, Sar, TBC, and Frisch. And I just think they'll fall just outside the playoff picture. Just got to ask you one question. I mean, Sar is off to a great start, and you know them better than I do. I mean, I know they're very strong in goal. You know, Fromm is an excellent goaltender, uh, but you know them better than I do. And and you, I want to ask you: Is Sar right there at the top with TBC and Frisch, or? Again, are they a product of the schedule in a week or third? You tell me. Well, uh, right now their schedule has very much been in their favor. They took a seven-one win over MTA, a massive win over Hank, and, and the more intriguing one, which I guess we'll get to when we get over to the East, a five-nothing blanking of North Shore with that North Shore team, which I'm sure we'll get to. But they have talent. Are they as good as TABC and Frisch? That I'm not too sure about. Again, Fromm being a top goalie, Adam Freilish really showing himself. Of course, Alex Levy and Adam Neowitz, the two above and away top players on that team. So right now, they've done what they needed to do. Monday night, they face Frisch. I think that'll be the first test. Then they have Kushner on uh, the 4th of December, TABC December 7th. So they're going to really hit their stretch, and the next three games will tell us how good this SAR Sting team actually is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that stretch to see where they are. Are they really there at the top, or you know, was it just a product of the schedule? So it'll be interesting to see, that's for sure. Four of the next five games are against those three teams. So if they can hack it, They'll make the playoffs. I think if not, you're looking at potentially a, a six and four year, which I'm not sure is going to, which probably might be good enough to sneak in the fourth spot. It generally is. I think that depends on how much the top three teams, Frisch, Kushner, TABC, beat each other down, and whether or not a team like MTA or JEC doesn't take advantage of their schedule down the backstretch. Right, but I'd be surprised if. SAR and Kushner, TVC, and Frisch are not the four playoff teams. they got to create some intrigue, don't we? Yes, absolutely. But going over to the East, Elliot, coming into the year, you told me flat out Hafter's the best team in JV. Uh, yeah, I did. And I, it, the year. I did, and I still think so. You can't mention Hafter without touching on that first game, which was really surprising, a 4-1 loss to North Shore. Now, I'll get to North Shore in a minute. Hafter, in my mind, still the deepest team in the East. Yoni Goldberg, Zach Bach, Aiden Schechter, a solid freshman class, Billy Glickman and Ned, probably the, the rival to Charles Gibber for JV's top goalie. And having seen them play in, I think I've ref two of their games now, I still think they're the most talented team. I think it was a case of one game running into a player who just thrived on a smaller court like that in uh, Charles Gressis over in North Shore. Hefter still is the top team to deal with. There are two other teams in the East who will fight me on that in DRS and Rambam. 
And for a time being, North Shore probably would have as well. Again, North Shore having that surprising start with that win over Hafter. Um, Bad news out of the North Shore camp as Charles Gressis, the freshman, having a stellar start, will be out for a majority of the rest of the year with an injury. So North Shore really taking a blow to their chances with that. But in my mind, Hafter still the top team, possibly I mean, even after after still having seen them, possibly still the top team in the JV League. What about DRS, Elliot? I mean, you know, it's always hard to discount DRS year after year after year. The consistency in their program, being near the top, both in JV and varsity. I mean, I correct me if I'm wrong, but DRS has appeared in Lawrence Middle School in either JV or varsity 13 straight years. But that that's the greatest thing to say about DRS. They are the most consistent team. They have consistent players, consistently fundamentally sound players, and that's why they are always where they are. Caleb Pollan, Daniel Ritter, Kobe Kasdan, Elon Frankel, Yoni Savitsky, they really are as steady as they come. And they've shown that they can come back from adversity. They were down 3 nothing to North Shore in the game that they played before coming back to win 8-3. to So they have the talent. The question is whether they have enough talent put together this year to overcome a team like Hafter. Looking at uh, the schedule, uh, I believe that the two teams... Uh, do they? Let's see if they. I, I need to see if they double up with the with the varsity team. They do. So they'll play. They don't play till January. So it's going to be quite a while before we really get to see the two of them. Obviously, Hafter plays TABC in a couple of weeks, and I think DRS plays Frisch. Let me. Yes, know. DRS plays Frisch. I on, believe, yeah, exactly. on December second. And then they and then they host TABC on uh, December twenty fourth. Right. So we'll know where they stand as a in terms of the West. The question is where they'll stand with each other, and that won't be decided until after the new year. Well, I'm certainly interested to see because again, I I know you're saying that Hafter is is the team out in the East, but I just find it very hard to discount DRS when year after year after year. Their consistency is incredible. Oh, don't get me wrong. Definitely not discounting them. DRS, in my mind, above and away, Hafter's biggest competitor. Just like on the varsity level, it's the other way around. DRS, right there. If, they, if Hafter's a 1 in my mind, DRS is a 1A. It's that close. Do I think Hafter's above and away the best team? No. I think DRS is very much by them. I think the two of them, though, are steps above, in my mind, is you know looking at a Rombaum team. Well, tell me about that Rambam team, Elliot. Well, that Rambam team led by Jonathan and Yehuda Nenner, they're 4-0, and but their first real test will come this Monday night when they face DRS. So they're really going to hit their schedule now. The four teams that they have taken out already, Mag and David, Hank, YDE, Ramaz, uh, th- those four teams, I think, have a, if I'm not mistaken at this point, let me count up, have a combined combined one win, and that was Mag and David's win. So I don't think that they've really hit their schedule yet. They'll have DRS Monday night, as I said. But after that, I think now given that North Shore is sort of on the back burner, or at least feel they're on the back burner without Gressison, the next time Rambam has a big game is going to be Hafter on February 7th. So they can conceivably win eight games this year and really make a push if DRS and Hafter uh, don't withstand the challenge from the West or each other. 
Well, it's certainly going to be interesting, but tell me now going forward, I mean, is North Shore going to capture that last playoff spot in your opinion, or is there another team out there that's capable of, of getting in? You know, I don't really know. When North Shore, when Gressis wasn't on the floor in that Flappers game, it became a barn burner. That was, I ref that game, it was a 7-1 game that became a 10-7 game. So the question is whether or not the rest of the team can pick up the slack. Now, North Shore has Flatbush again. They'll have Hank. They'll have YDE and Mag and David. They could conceivably win five, six games. That might be enough. It might be enough. And I say might only because of a team like Flatbush. Can they pull out a win over Rambam, DRS, Hafter, Kushner, or, or Rambam again? I, I don't know. I don't think so. And I think the Brooklyn teams of YDE and Mag and David, are, the other teams, are just, you know, they're going to beat each other up. They may have a shot, an outside shot. But, I mean, North Shore might back into it just based on the fact that that the other teams are just going to beat the stuffing out of each other in their own division. So they could still make the playoffs. It's conceivable. I, I Right now, looking at the schedules, I don't really know of another team that that has the ability to, to hit six wins. They do. If they don't hit six wins, I, I think they don't make the playoffs. But if they do, I, I don't see any other team that could even match them for that number. Well, again, we'll see how it all plays out over the course of the rest of the season because whoever sneaks into that four will come across and play, you know, the top team in the in the West in that first-round playoff game. Oh, it'll be that, – that'll be a very uh, interesting race, and I think that you and I will probably get together after winter break and uh, have another discussion. We can sort of wrap up and, and see where things have come at that point. Mo, thank you so much. Before before we leave, um, just a, a bit of a bit of news and a bit of fun to mention. Although we don't necessarily cover it, another coach Fuchs in the works now. Congratulations to you and your daughter Alex on becoming the head coach of Kushner Girls Varsity Hockey Team. Thank you. Certainly a proud moment for a father to see his uh, daughter be viewed where she would be called by a program that won the championship last year and looking to bring her in to be the head coach there. It's an exciting opportunity for her. I'm very excited for her. Great to see that in in many cases the apple does not fall far from the tree. Had a great high school career as a player last year on the staff of a Maya Note team that uh, made it to the made it to the finals. Uh, I believe they were they, they were the third seed and they overcame oh no, they couldn't have been the third seed because Kushner was one. I believe they were the fourth seed last year if I'm not mistaken. Am I right on that? Yes. Oh, so that uh, that being that being a, a a really interesting story. Again, um, unfortunately, usually after our uh, court report season, but definitely a fun league to be a part of as a ref and a spectator. Um, so good luck to her um, and uh, uh, Paul Rees along with her in that in that spot. Now the director of hockey operations at Kushner and. Uh, Good to see that the apple does not fall far from the tree. Uh, thank you so much, Mo, for joining. And again, thank you for coming on again and being uh, being a source of knowledge for us in JV and varsity hockey. My pleasure. Enjoy the turkey and go easy on the cranberry and the sweet potato, right. Elliot. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Knock'em Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weisselberg, taking you through the week in the issue of League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Thank you once again to TABC 
varsity head coach and director of hockey operations, Mo Fuchs. Mo Fuchs, again, normally coming on at the beginning of the year to do a varsity and JV preview, but because of how things sort of scheduled out this year, uh, coming on, thankfully, able to get a chance to sit down with him this past Thursday uh, over the phone and conduct an interview. And uh, I really informative, and uh, I really think that it encapsulated what's gone on. Hopefully we'll get a chance to meet up again with Coach Fuchs somewhere around uh, winter break so that we can sort of lay the landscape for the last few weeks of the season. But for the time in between, I think that did a really good job of setting the stage for the next month and a half of this league. So let's actually take a look at the individual leagues and see where things are. We're going to start off with boys JV hockey now. Uh, This past week, only, uh, I say only, but five games on the week. Um, None of them really all that close. Some a little more or less entertaining than others. We'll start off in the East, where there were two games properly in the East, after defeating YDE 9-0. Flatbush dominating Hank 10-3, 10-3, Flatbush getting their second win on the year, bringing them to 2-2. Two two. Hafter's win puts them at 3-1, and one, which we mentioned. Um, the other scores on the week, uh, crossover games, had Kushner defeating Mag and David 14-0, Rambam defeating Ramaz 6-0, out west, SAR dominated MTA 7-1, breaking that snap where I think it was where no team had scored more than four goals on MTA this entire year. Uh, So that was a first. And uh, that did it in terms of the games on the week. Just running through... Oh, also today, JEC played MTA, uh, which we do not have a score for at this time. But let's give you the standings as it stands up to this point. As we said in the interview, Rambam at, at the top with 8 points at 4-0. Hafter at 3-1 and one with 6 points behind. DRS, North Shore, and Flatbush each at 4 points. DRS at 2-0. and oh. North Shore at 2-3. and three. Flatbush at 2-2. Two and two. Mag and David at 1-4 and four with 2 points behind that pack. And with no points, Hank and YDE. Hank at 0-4. Oh YDE halfway through their season at 0-5. Oh over in the West, Kushner, with that win, jumps up to 3-0-1 with 7 points. SAR stays perfect at 3-0, 6 points behind them. MTA drops to 2-3-1 on the week. Um, never uh, a good thing to see your point total drop below the number of games that you've played. Just a, It's really the rule of thumb I use. If you've ever... Uh, if you ever see your point total below the number of games you've played, means you, you've got a little bit of work cut out for you. you got TABC behind them undefeated at 2-0, and and JEC at 2-1, both of those at four points. Again, JEC and MTA dependent on what happened today. MTA could have jumped back into a tie with Kushner at the top, or sorry, MTA, or JEC could have pushed themselves up to 3-1 and one and into that equation. Then you have Frisch uh, with two points at 1-0, and, oh, and Ramaz at 0-4. Oh so, the week ahead is going to be really telling. As I said, as we said in the interview, tomorrow night, DRS and Rambam. You have DRS at 2-0, and oh, Rambam at 4-0. and oh. One of those teams is going to walk away with a blemish, or they can tie. But one of those teams is really going to stake their claim uh, to having an advantage for the rest of the season. Also happening tomorrow night, SAR and Frisch. So 
two massive games happening tomorrow night at the tops of the respective divisions, SAR and Frisch. Also, the two only remaining undefeated t- uh, well, sorry, TABC also, so I have to include them. But two of the three remaining undefeated teams in the West, four of the five remaining undefeated teams will do battle tomorrow night. And uh, so there's a lot that's going to shift in terms of JV and varsity hockey over the next week as well. Tomorrow night, we'll also have North Shore and Mag and David in North Shore. Tuesday night, Ramaz and TABC will do battle. You'll have TABC looking to stay undefeated. Ramaz looking to bust out of the... uh, of the uh, cellar in the West. Le- tomorrow night's game, the North Shore Mac and David game, will be our first real look at North Shore without Charles Gratis. Unfortunately, Charles going down uh, after having a stellar first couple of games this season. Uh, they're halfway through their season. I still think that they have an opportunity to perhaps make the playoffs even without him, given their schedule. But tomorrow night will be the first test without him to see where they can really stand. Wednesday night, Hank and YDE will do battle. So one of those two teams is going to get their first points. Um, we'll see next week which one that is. Thursday night, Flatbush and Kushner will do battle. Flatbush at 2-2 two and two in the East, Kushner at the top of the West. Thursday, we'll see J.E.C. and Ramaz face off. And Saturday night, Frisch and DRS, a rematch of two years ago's championship game. Last year's stellar overtime semifinal match. Uh, all remember how that ended up, a 2-1 overtime thriller. Uh, Josh Levine, with his goals in the uh, in a, in a, just a phenomenal game, so it's going to be good, interesting to see this game going to be in Frisch. If you can get out there next Saturday night, do so. It's going to be a phenomenal game. Both teams doing well this season. Moving over to boys varsity hockey now. Uh, only five games on the week. We'll start out in the East, where North Shore followed up DRS's double-double two weeks ago with a double-double of their own against Solomon Schechter and Shari Torah. Narrowly escaping Solomon Schechter in the first game, 3-2 to two in overtime, and then taking a 4-1 win over Shari Torah right after. So they jump, North Shore jumps from one win to three wins all in one night. We'll see when we get to the standings how that impacts them. Uh, Tuesday night also had Hank dominating Flatbush in the inverse from the JV score, Hank beating Flatbush 10-3. Monday night, uh, the only cross game, Kushner uh, rebounding from their cross-game loss to Solomon Schechter with an 11-1 win over Mag and David. So Kushner getting themselves up to 3-3 three and three and uh, really stabilizing themselves just a bit after that. Yeah, the only West game, the only proper West game, had TABC shellacking Westchester to stay undefeated, Westchester staying winless. Looking at the records in the standings, starting out in the East, DRS still undefeated at 5-0. and That's going to be tested this week, which we'll get to in a couple of seconds. Rombaum at 8 points, 4-1. and We talked the possibility of regression. They'll have to deal with uh, interesting matchups this week to sort of see if they can stabilize and, and sort of break through the odds and stay in contention for... Uh, you know, t- the top spot in the East. Flatbush, 3-1-1, and after, sorry, 3-1-0-1 oh, after their loss this week. Hafter at 3-0, oh, six points tied with North Shore at 3-5. So North Shore jumping into um, 
a tie for fourth place. Problem is, they're at eight games having been played. They have six points in eight games. Like I said it for JV, if there's any point where you find yourself with less points than games played, it's a troublesome situation. The good thing for North Shore is the schedule up ahead is actually a very favorable one for them. So even though they have five losses to this point, they can conceivably run the table depending on how well they do. They have an opportunity to win the rest of their games. Uh, that remains to be seen over the last half of the season. Behind them, Solomon Schechter, after that loss dropping to 2-1, 0-1, now with five points, and a group of teams at four, uh, YD Ian Hank at 2-3, and three, Mag and David at 2-5, and five, and Shari Tor rounding out the division at 0-7. Moving out to the west, MTA at the top of the leaderboard at 5-0, SAR right behind them at 4-0-0-1 with 9 points, TABC still undefeated at 4-0 with 8 points, Frisch and Kushner each with 6 points, Frisch at 3-1, Kushner at 3-3, three three. Hillel, JEC, and Ramaz each tied at 4 points, Hillel at 2-3, and three, JEC at 2-4, and four, Ramaz at 2-5, and five, Westchester rounding out the division at 0-6. We are running out of time, so unfortunately we'll not get to preview some of the games as much as I'd like to. Tomorrow night, North Shore and Mag and David doing battle, DRS and Rambam, as we said, and Hafter and Flatbush. Uh, SAR will take on Frisch as well in the return match of that of the grudge match between those two. SAR defeated Frisch in Frisch 7-3 a few weeks ago, as mentioned. Tomorrow night, Shari Toro will also face off against Talman Schechter for their return match. Tuesday night, we'll have Hillel and Kushner doing battle, and North Shore and YDE. Wednesday night, Rambam will face Solomon Schechter. Uh, also have MTA hosting Westchester, and Hank hosting Mag and David. Thursday night, MTA turns around on a one-day one day turnaround, and we'll travel to Flatbush to take on Flatbush. Ramaz will travel to JEC, and the rematch of last year's semifinal game that I would love to focus on a lot more, but we'll do that next week instead. SAR traveling to DRS, and then Saturday night, the rematch of last year's championship game, Frisch will host DRS. Quickly getting through the uh, top the uh, rankings in each, traveling back to JV. TABC still at the top. Frisch, DRS, Kushner, and SAR round out the top five. Hafter drops out after SAR's win over MTA, despite their win over YDE. Rambam at 7, MTA 8, North Shore 9, JEC 10, Mag and David 11, Flatbush 12, Ramaz, Hank, and YDE all staying in the same place. Moving over quickly to Varsity, uh, the top mostly stays the same. DRS, TABC, SAR, Frisch, Hafter, MTA, and Rambam all stay the same, 1 through 7. Hank moves up to 8th from 9th. Ramaz drops from 9th to 8th. North Shore at 11. Solomon Schechter at 10. The two flip places. Kushner, 12. JEC, 13. Mac and David, 14. Flatbush, YDE, Hillel, Shari Torah, and Westchester. You are 15 through 19. Well, looking at the clock, does not look like there is as much time as I would have liked, so we are not going to get to run through girls' sports this week, so we will start off with that next week. My apologies to our girls' sports. Uh, that will be saved over till next week's show. Well, that about does it for our show. Running out of time, thank you again to TABC Varsity Head Coach and Director of Hockey Operations, Mo Fuchs, for joining us and recapping the first quarter to half of the 
uh, hockey season. Hopefully, we'll have uh, JV flat. Uh, sorry, Frisch JV basketball coach Dovi Foreman on over the next couple of weeks to do the same for basketball. If you miss this or any part of any episode this season, you can catch the encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Or you can find the court report in our archives on the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, Jamie and the AM with Nachum Siegel live 6 to 9 a.m. on the app or at NachumSiegel.com. Once again, huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Give them a call, 718-769-4111. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on Jamie and the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning Jamie and the AM sports update. Remember, you can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and our new Instagram page. Uh, I'm Elliot Weiselberg reminding you, it's good to be smart, but better to be wise. See you next week, right here on The Court Report, only on the Nahum Siegel Network. <laughs>